0: hello hello <laughs> <laughs> welcome to i have a strange, I have story, a strange podcast. story
1: podcast
0: um so this is the podcast for two sisters retell people strange and paranormal stories and experiences uh i'm Lindsay. i'm rebecca and this is that podcast
1: mm-hmm. sorry i need to take a In drink this- of
0: water everybody what go
1: ahead this is the third time that we have started the show, mm-hmm. um, because I had technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, I didn't plug my microphone in. I heard a popping noise. <laughs> <laughs> I was very concerned. I was like, I was worried. Describe
0: the popping noise. <laughs> and I'm like,
1: Then I was like, oh yeah, it's something's not- wrong. T- mm-hmm. Talk. It's. something's wrong everything's fine hopefully hopefully i just learned that Lindsay doesn't really listen to the whole show when she edits so charlie shout out to charlie if you hear something (laughs) it's usually because i edited it
0: (laughs) you listen to the whole show
1: i do oh Mm -hmm. my
0: lord Bless your and heart. I laugh.
1: I think it's I think some of it's really funny. Oh, that's cute, dude. Yeah, For I real? sit on the couch and I'll and I'll listen to it and I'll edit it and my husband's like watching something and I'll just be like <laughs> And he's like, What are you laughing at? I said, Lindsay's really funny. Stop <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I used yeah. to
0: I you know, probably the first year I would listen to every single one and yeah. then and then I just quit doing it. Uh but I used to watch it when we did YouTube videos. Oh, I'd man. sit down and do I that. stopped watching them. I was, I was like, to edit. if I Gated fucking it. touch my hair one more goddamn time. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mike, we was like, pull your hair back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, that's Ooh, not why we're anyway. here, everybody. Um, No, just to let you know that we, we struggle sometimes. Yeah. Uh, do you have any announcements? Let's see?
0: Uh no. mm Okay. Neither do I. Oh shit. Really? All right. Not this time. Then I guess we'll jump right into the stories. So, um uh, <clears throat> I don't have a well, maybe it's kind of like a personal experience, but it's like a historical thing. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> this is a story about a man from Australia who disappeared. So uh, his name was Frederick, and I, I can't say his last name. I think it's Volatic. I don't know. That sounds about right. Uh, anyways, he's 20 years old. He's from Australia. And he's trying really hard to get a commercial license. Um, but he, bless his heart, has failed about 10 attempts to pass the test to get his license. I can see your expression, and I don't know if I would want him to be my pilot either. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a lot of times to fail. I wonder if there's a cap on it. I should have looked it up um either way, so there's this incident, of course, involves him, right? okay, like sorry, spoiler alert his, you know Cats he disappeared he disappeared um but within the past three months before this incident, before his flight. He had th- three attempts that he had just failed within a month. Okay. <laughs> so, um, he advised the. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. He. Oh, <laughs>
1: Starting over. I'm going to cut that out. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So,
0: additionally, he had four flying incidents under his belt. So, a couple of those were him straying into a controlled zone, like a zone he's not supposed to be in. Everybody who's flying knows it. Uh, whatever. So, it's a restricted area. Um, and then, two other times, he flew directly into a cloud on purpose which I guess is a really big deal. You're not supposed to do that. I guess it's a risky business. I don't know. So, um, so he's failing these tests. He has these charges. And these, he was actually going to be prosecuted for flying into the clouds. Um, so it's a pretty big deal. Um, and he had about 150 miles of, uh, f- or 150 hours of flight under his belt as well, whatever that means. So this incident happened in October of 1978. He left to fly to King Island, and what he notified uh, flight aviation uh, is really unknown. Um, so he told flight officials that he was going to pick up friends, but then he told other people that he was going to pick up fish. So nobody really knew why he was going to King Island and he never notified King Island that he was going there. So that's against guidance as well. You're supposed to notify, you know, for flight purposes, whatever it may be. So I'm
1: not an expert on oh aviation. I know. So he's a hot mess, man. Right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No disrespect, but a hot mess.
0: Okay. So nobody really knows where he was going or what his intention was. So whenever he took off, he contacted the flight officials, and he alerted them that there was an object that was flying with him. He didn't know what it was. Um, And he said that the aircraft was about 1,000 feet above him. And he continued to discuss it and talk about it. Um, And as he spoke, and he started to get scared, uh, the last thing they heard him uh, say was, it's not an aircraft. And they heard that. And then they also heard like metal bending and scratching and ripping apart. And then it went silent. Um so as of today he has been missing for 42 years 3 months and 1 day. Uh, they never recovered his body. Um and I'll get to his his plane a little bit later, but I have a little more information to share. On that same night people reported seeing green lights that were flying out of the ocean. And there was like a mist or an aura or something, something cloudy that was all around them. Um, And there were reports of this around the time that they heard him say, it's not an aircraft. So he'd indicated that all the lights were green whenever he spoke to the, the aviation or the flight area, whatever it's called. I'm so sorry. Um, so <laughs> the there were control, I think. Yeah, there we go. Something Thank like you. That. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a couple of other theories uh, in regards to what actually happened to him. So some people suspect that he was flying upside down And that he got disoriented. And as he was flying over the ocean, the lights that he claimed he saw were actually the lights of his aircraft. And that because he was disoriented, um, he crashed into the ocean and then, you know, his ship could never be recovered, uh, for whatever reason, not his ship, but you know, his plane. (laughs) Oh my God. What a night, what a rough night, dude
1: it's been a rough night yeah we had we an emotional this, guys, conversation like, full disclosure we <laughs> we miss our pets a lot
0: oh my god
1: yeah um
0: <laughs> okay so five years post him missing an engine flap appeared in uh and finland finland islands so the royal navy indicated that this part was identified to match his type of plane and it had some of the serial numbers of his plane on it mm. if y'all wanted to know what that noise was it's my dog coughing in the background <laughs> Um, okay. So that was another theory or that's more information to consider is that allegedly that, that piece of aircraft belonged to his. Um, there's another theory that he possibly staged his own disappearance. So he was never plotted on a radar the entire time of this flight. Nobody picked him up. Mm -hmm. And they reported an aircraft landing in a nearby island around the time of his disappearance and it was a little suspicious because it matched his plane and what he would have had um there's another uh theory that he po- he maybe killed himself but after interviewing like doctors and people who knew him and his family they pretty much ruled that out and they didn't think that that was a possibility for him So, ufologists think that extraterrestrials destroyed his ship and abducted him. (laughs) That's what they think of the matter because people saw uh, the erratically moving green lights surrounded by cloud and vapor around the same time he disappeared. So, ufologists are on board with it. So, one update is in 2013. There was a transcript review of what was reported and heard. Um, And it was reviewed by a bunch of experts that were in the United States and other areas. A lot of them were retired from the Navy. Not Navy. Good Lord! (laughs) (laughs) What is wrong with me? From the Air Force. Jesus. And what they concluded is that he possibly uh, was – there was some type of illusion of a tilted horizon – Um, and so apparently this put the plane in what's called a graveyard spiral. So it's just kind of spinning down, um, which makes him feel like he's possibly just orbiting. So maybe just moving and not really realizing that he's spinning downward and that, um, that's what made his plane have kind of some rough idling and that the bright lights were actually Venus, Mars, and Mercury that he saw.
1: Dude, like the this world. is in depth, man. Right? You, you, the green lights were the stars that we saw. I mean, I think or that's, not the stars, the planets. Like at that's first,
0: you, well, and whenever they were, they had said all the things about the the orbiting and the spiraling. I was like, okay, well, this all makes sense. I don't understand the lights being Venus, Mars, Mercury, and Mercury. Like, I don't.
1: Mm-hmm. How? they're very bright but I don't know I don't know enough about the orientation in Australia and when they when they rise and if they're close together or anything like that you can look that you can look up a star chart for that day to okay. see where they are but the thing is too if he is if he's in a plane and he's he's nose diving into the ocean And and he doesn't know how to orient himself. Uh I could see how that could be um, distracting or um, something that is is hard to comprehend at that moment. To be like, you know where the horizon is. Mm -hmm. And you know where the ocean meets the water and you know where the the land is and you know where the clouds are. And then you see these bright lights. And what the fuck are those going... You know, where... what are those yeah and especially if he's not where it, he's not in a direction where he's supposed to be flying towards the horizon right <laughs> he's going fucking down right man i mean for sure i want to think that it's aliens 100 percent. i do but also, he failed his his pilot test like ten times. There's so many facts to consider, right? Yes. Like there's so much
0: information. Um, I yeah. don't know. I, I I believe him in saying that's not an aircraft for for sure, right? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, we'll never know unless
1: we talk to him. Well, I have my Ouija board. No. <laughs> did you hear? Did you hear Ruckus yeah. cry immediately? Ruckus was very upset about that. Yeah, <laughs> he said, "No, not in my house." Yeah. Um, um, yeah. What do you think, Lindsay?
0: Um, you know, it's so hard to tell uh, with with the information. If there was no suggestion of a UFO, mm-hmm. I may not have considered it. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like if if it was it does. okay, if it was just like there mm-hmm. were lights, and then he crashed, or you know what I mean. And then there's all this other evidence. I'd be like, yeah, I mean, he failed his test. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> he got confused by lights. Yeah. You know what I mean. But I, I, him saying out loud, that's not an aircraft, I think that's kind of what tips me over to think like, uh, I don't think we can blame him for it. Also, the Air Force is a part of our government. <laughs> and they cover things up. And you know what? In 1978, I think UFOs were one of them, right? Like mm-hmm. one of the things that we know our government covered up.
1: Yeah, those documents are supposed to be released. Somewhere. Yeah, I think I
0: sent you something on Instagram Ooh. about that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should check into that. But like, yeah, and Totes. so like, I can kind of see how. Well, there's that evidence, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm mm-hmm. gonna side with him. I think he
1: probably saw something. I think he saw a UFO. Well, there's also all of the um, the witnesses that saw green exactly. lights. Exactly. And I whenever if there were ships out there you mm-hmm. could you could account for those ships those are it's just like not just like but if you have crafts in the air and you have crafts in the water you you typically know who's out where and in whatever and you can call to boats and you can they can call back to land and they can give you an approximation of where they are and what they see that is Lindsay's dog <laughs> He has something to say, so sorry. and he's upset. I'm
0: so sorry.
1: I'm so sorry. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so yeah, the other thing too is, have you ever heard of USOs? No. It's un- unidentified submerged objects. Okay. And so these are these are crafts that are seen underwater and sometimes they go into the air after that. And I talked about this before. The only okay. thing that we have from mankind that is that can do that are missiles. But anything else is unidentified. So <clears throat> so I'm wondering if this is like a USO type of thing. Okay. Because it's it's out there on the water and it's in the air, possibly. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, I just figured it out, you guys. It's wow. U S O. Hey, everybody. Who doesn't want to live in the Australian waters with all the great white sharks? <laughs> <laughs> well, and they. I mean, that's the other
0: thing is sharks. So if his if if, if, it, if he crashed because he, of it of the U S O or you know I don't know you know what fuck it I'm not even talking anymore about it anyways. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. um Stay tuned for Rebecca's story. Who is up next?
1: <laughs> oh my god, are you okay?
0: Yeah, just playing.
1: <laughs> are you done with this? No, I just. Do you feel, have anything else to say? No, I just feel <laughs> bad
0: because I feel like I'm doing like a real bad job. <laughs> no, I'm doing great. Trying to make it like fine. a smooth transition to, to introducing <laughs> Rebecca.
1: oh i think that we could talk about this story all day it's so interesting it's pretty cool it
0: it made me look at uh a little bit of research and about Mm -hmm. like other flights that had gone missing and like to see if there was anything in common with them and Mm -hmm. i didn't find a ton in common i mean in common um i mean a couple of them they the planes disappeared but you know then they find them in the mountains and they find the yeah. bodies and traces the plane, and so they may have been mysterious at one point. But you know, we've kind of cracked the case. So there's a few that ha- nobody knows anything, and I think a lot of people know about them. There's the Malaysian Airlines flight mm-hmm. uh, where 239 mm-hmm. people uh, basically vanished, and to this day, nothing's been found. Oh, I forget what year that was. I didn't write that it down. That wasn't that long ago. It that wasn't
1: 2007. Was like yeah.
0: Maybe. I think so. I think you're right. Mm. So that's interesting. Like, oh, yeah. my goodness. Um, is there anything else? Oh, a lot of them. There's Amelia Earhart. I talk about Amelia Earhart. Um, yeah, she was never heard from again. You know, she had somebody else with her. Yes nobody talks about that person. (laughs) No, (laughs) I don't even remember his name. Oh yeah. Yeah. It
1: was the, the thing was the amazing thing was a woman was going to take this flight around the world. She was the first woman. And so of course the focus was on her. She's a, she's a very interesting story too. She does. Mm. Oh,
0: here's one that, um, from Uruguay air force five seventy one I think is what I said um, anyways, huh? there were police that were on the plane, and they flew over some islands um, and the plane just disappeared, and they couldn't find them um, so they called off the search and about seventy two days later, sixteen survivors emerged um oh, they <laughs> hold on. And then they said they ate each other to survive. I'm sorry. It's oh not, gosh. it's not the islands. It's the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, everybody. I was like, what the, it wasn't islands. It was mountains. Um, that's what I'm laughing at is how I got it mixed up. Um, but the other ones, they pretty much discovered the bodies eventually and, and kind of pieced together what happened. So the number one, one the number one slot, the Malaysian Airlines, that one is pretty interesting in my
1: opinion, but that's all I've got. Still to this day, they don't know what happened to that. Mm-mm. aircraft. Mm-mm. And the same thing with Amelia Earhart, to this day, they don't know. There's a lot of theories about what happened to her. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of um, conspiracy theories too, mm-hmm. that she was a spy. And that she was spying on Japan and it was, um, it was an order from the president and they made it, not an order, I think that she volunteered for Mm, it. Okay. Um, And I, because there wasn't a whole lot known about Japan at that time. Mm -hmm. And so she went to, to kind of go spy on that. And so they're still, they're still trying to figure out where she was. And there's an island somewhere. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head that they think that they have eyewitnesses that she was there and her co-pilot was there, and that is such an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Like I had, you just have like warm feelings for Amelia Earhart for sure, but but then figuring out like what the fuck happened to her and and that other guy, plus <laughs> them, whatever the fuck. I'm so him. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the co-pilot, we care about him too, but mostly Amelia. Oh man! Yeah. So yeah, that's all, folks.
0: Mm -mm, No, that's all I got, guys.
1: That's a great story. I love that story. It's it's so mysterious, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I hope that it was aliens.
0: I think it was. Don't worry, girl. <laughs> don't worry girl i got this it was
1: we're just going all out fuck this episode yeah uh <laughs> but not really <laughs> i have a personal experience okay to talk about today And this is about a person. I'm going to say this is a man because his screen name on Reddit has sir in it. And so I'm I'm just going to say it's a man. And I didn't get pronouns, and I'm very sorry about that. But if you're not a man, let me know, and I will edit out all of the pronouns (laughs) that I use by hand. (laughs) And it's going to be very robotic, but I will do it for you. Anywho, this is about a man who has recently been going to therapy, and some repressed memories have been surfacing about some experiences that he had and he He mentions that whenever he was growing up, um, his parents or his family was very skeptical about the paranormal, and it wasn't allowed they weren't allowed to talk about it they weren't allowed to and it was just so rational mm-hmm. in my opinion like it was just like you know whatever you're experiencing that's not it you're just doing something else and and it was a very to i I'll get into that later but probably you know the, his concerns fell fell on deaf ears um so anyway this particular event keeps kind of popping up recently And he's a little bit confused about it. And he mentions that whenever he was a child, he had nightmares. He said that he rarely dreamed, but he remembers having nightmares, like every single night. And this tapered off whenever he got into his 20s, but because of this, um, he, he thought, or he taught himself to be a lucid dreamer. And he's pretty good at it now, but nothing was addressed uh, addressed about his nightmares as a child. He said that he woke up a lot screaming. And sometimes he would go into his parents' room um, to go to sleep. And I think that this is really sweet because he would ask his parents if he could go to bed. We never fucking asked. Like... I- Whenever I had a bad dream or if I was scared, I was like, move over. Uh-huh. Coming in. Yeah. yeah. So it was really nice of him to be so considerate and ask his parents. But he said that whenever he was about 12 or 13 years old, he woke from a, a nightmare. And he went to his parents' bedrooms and he, bedroom and he asked if he could sleep with them. And they said, yes, but you need to sleep at the foot of the bed on the floor. And so he made himself a little pallet. And he tried to go back to sleep and he was hoping that he wouldn't have a nightmare after that. But before he could fall asleep, he noticed that the blanket had creeped up over his feet to about his ankles. And he thought rationally he was adjusting himself, he was trying to get comfortable, and therefore his feet just kind of stuck out of the blanket. He said he has cold feet and so he always liked to wrap his feet up in the blanket and he Mm -hmm. tucked them in and so um so he just made note of that so he tucked his little feeties in again (laughs) and (laughs) about (laughs) 10 seconds later he notices that his feet are out again so he readjusts the blanket And he tucks his feet back under, but then again, he starts to feel actually the blanket being peeled away from his feet and exposing his toes. So he laid there in the dark and he remembers not wanting to wake up his parents again because he already had, and he can hear his dad snoring. So they're all asleep right now. Um, But all the same, he's really scared and he's just focused on what was going on with his feet. And he felt like someone was... Hanging out at the bottom of his pallet, just slowly and deliberately pulling the blanket up. He said he could feel it actually lifting the blanket up from from the bottom of his feet and dropping it as at his ankles. But he was he was too scared to look. I get that. that yeah, would be the same dude. Way. F that. Yeah. And then eventually he just gave up trying to cover up his feet because he was losing that battle. And he, he basically just stayed up the whole night um, horrified until he passed out from exhaustion. Aww. He said that nothing Aww. came of this. He never told his family, and he didn't feel like there was anything evil. It was just something that wanted to mess with him. At least there's that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. At least he didn't feel like an evil presence, and nothing made nothing made um, a visual contact with him. Mm-hmm. To me, that's something that I would appreciate. He probably didn't care at the time. Um, so I have just a little bit of research. And it's not a whole whole lot, I think, about necessarily the the thing that's pulling the covers up. Because mm-hmm. I think that since he didn't know what it was, since he didn't get a look at it or didn't get a sense of anything that we'll just never know. And it was a one-off kind of of deal. But I did just want to tell him that I am sorry that he couldn't talk about his nightmares Mm -hmm. or the paranormal or that he didn't have somebody to understand him. Yeah. And I think, like, this is just a public service announcement to any parents that might be listening. Yeah, just listen to your kids. And, I mean... Listening to them doesn't mean that you have to necessarily indulge them or validate them as far as like, yeah, you're seeing ghosts or yeah, you're seeing monsters because I don't know how to deal with that, honestly. But I think that dealing with it in a way to be like, you're having nightmares. Okay, we need to figure out what's going on. You're seeing a a shadow figure in the corner of your room. Yeah, that's scary. We need to figure out why you're seeing that and, and figure that stuff out. So, so I'm just sorry that you didn't have that in your life at that time. We're her for you now, but it sounds like you're getting therapy. So you don't really need us. <laughs> but we do validate you and we do believe you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of things that can cause nightmares in children. And a couple of things are is by just being overtired mm-hmm. and not being able to fall asleep or experiencing a lot of stress a lot of trauma and sometimes medication can cause nightmares as as well and as we've talked about in the past people that experience stress and people that experience trauma anxiety abuse also have paranormal experiences and maybe your trauma was not being believed oh yeah you know and um a lot of we see we tend to see a lot of shadow people, mm-hmm. I feel like drawn to that type of energy, and maybe it was a shadow person that was messing with you. Mm-hmm. Good thing is shadow people are dicks, but they generally um don't hurt you. They just scare the shit out of you. yeah, and from what it sounds like, whatever this person felt, they didn't feel like it was evil or malevolent or trying to hurt them, just trying to fuck with them. so uh, that's probably better than having a night hag crawl on your chest oh, geez, and yeah. try to seduce you. Like our, that one episode that we talked about, yeah. that was terrible. Um, I There's there's a lot of, I think, talk about boogeymen living under the bed. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't really find anything specific about nighttime monsters um but i did hear or i did read one story about a um a young woman who um whenever she was going to bed her parents basically told their children that the devil lived under their bed but only came out whenever they lied oh my but she God. actually that <laughs> she actually had experiences seeing the devil or some type of creature under her bed and she recounts it as that if she left her foot out from the bed, that the devil would come out. Yeah. And one way to keep him at bay was to keep socks under the bed. Shoot. It was kinda Yeah, it was kind of like a talisman or some type of protection that they used to feel better about the devil coming out. And I don't know what the devil is to that person, if it's Satan or if it's, or if it's something else. But that's really the only type of thing. But I feel like that that's a pretty common, like... North American thing that kids are afraid of. Either there's something under the bed, or there's something in the closet, and those are both scary places where demons or ghosts or something spooky can hide out. I don't think anybody's ever died from something under the bed Mm-mm. or something in the closet, but it is that weird fear. I don't know if it's irrational or or rational, but it's something that we all experience. Mm-hmm. The dark being afraid of the dark and oh, dark places I'm and where still afraid else. of the dark dude
0: oh really? oh yeah dude no way man <laughs> no way I'm
1: only afraid of the dark whenever I have to get up and go to the bathroom mm. I won't turn on the bathroom light but then I'm afraid to not turn on the bathroom light I'm afraid Bloody Mary is going to be in there dude she and might be like, like, you to be careful <laughs> I'm so don't so say Bloody Mary don't, don't do it. say Bloody Mary no, stop. Oh, yeah I do the same thing.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm scared of that <laughs> or I'm scared of that movie uh where the that female will appear whenever it's dark. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't anyway, know,
1: man. Huh? I don't know, dude.
0: Like, uh I forgot the name of it. Someone will know because I do not know.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. shoot. Yeah, somebody give us a shout-out about what Lindsay's talking about, because we don't know. mm Yeah. I did want to talk about how cool lucid dreaming is, though. Okay. I think this is something that you could do. I just feel like you and dreams have, like, a personal connection. Me? Yeah. Oh, I just, I do feel like you're closer to the spiritual realm or the paranormal realm than I am.
0: Okay. And I'm
1: jealous of it. <laughs> so I just, I don't know. I just feel like that you could do this. And so I'm going to tell you how to okay, do it. Okay, do it. Tell me. Um, so if you don't know what lucid dreaming is, it is whenever you're having a dream, but you know that it's a dream. And so when, while you're asleep and while you are dreaming, you can do whatever the fuck you want and have a really good time while you're dreaming. So you can be like, dude,
0: I lucid yeah. dream.
1: Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't knew understand. it
0: man. I didn't understand. That's what it was. But hearing you describe it like, yeah, yeah. that's why I say yeah. that's why I say that whenever you dream, you're um, astral projecting into other people's dreams because of how mm-hmm. fun and real it is. That's
1: why I yeah. always, that's my theory. That's, Lindsay, I that's so cool. You probably don't even know what you're doing. You just probably feel like everybody does this. So you know exactly what you're doing in your dreams. Like, nothing's weird or complicated. Or complicated. You just, like, you know it. Dude, motherfucker, you should be giving this speech. Um, So I'm going to just tell you how, not Lindsay, because she already does it, mm. but just tell everybody else who is common out there, like me, um, and also kind of the benefits of lucid dreaming. What's really cool is it's been used to treat conditions like PTSD, um, recurring nightmares, and anxiety. So oh. this young man is on the, the right path mm-hmm. by doing this lucid dreaming. It, that's how you calm the nightmares down, too, is that you realize that you're having a dream. And so you can train your mind to, to lucid dreams. And I'm going to give you a couple of techniques to do that. Um, <clears throat> pardon me one is reality testing and you can ask yourself am i dreaming you can check your environment and notice your own consciousness and how you're um how you're interacting with your surroundings so a couple of reality checks are if you see a mirror do you look normal or can you even look into a mirror Um, solid objects see if your hand goes through when touched or pressed and look at your hands to see if they're normal Also, time will be really fucked up. So, a clock will constantly be changing time in your dream. In reality, it goes slow. I know that I have experienced this because I have those dreams where I'm late to work where all I have to do now is just run upstairs from my bedroom and go sit on my computer. But I still have dreams that I'm late (laughs) for work. Uh And the clocks just keep on ticking. And I'm like, it's hours past. Um whenever you're breathing try to not whenever you're breathing but in your dream Mm -hmm. you can test your environment by the reality of it by pinching your nose to see if you can still breathe and one thing that I do is I have dreams sometimes where I go underwater Mm -hmm. and I can breathe it still doesn't make sense to me like I I never think oh I'm in a dream and I can breathe what I think of is we figured out how to do it (laughs) We landed on the moon. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I'm like, shit, I can breathe underwater. Wow. Like, it's just, instead of it being, like, a weird thing that doesn't make sense, like, yeah, this makes perfect sense, and I'm special. Um, So another thing that you can do is um, to, to start having lucid dreams is to wake back to bed. I think that's what, how, what I wrote down. My handwriting is terrible. So set, so go to bed, mm-hmm. but before you go to sleep, set an alarm for five hours after you go to bed. And whenever your alarm goes off, stay up for 30 minutes. And then they say, do something in that 30-minute time span that you have to focus on. So like reading a book or knitting or, you know, something that, that deserves your attention that you have to focus on. And then you go back to sleep. And... Um, and that's supposed to help you know what reality is, I guess, and what in what a dream is. I don't, they don't really under like explain that, but I think that's something that to tell to help you start lucid dreaming if that's something that you want to do. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be um, awful. That
0: sounds like hell.
1: I could not do that. Oh, no, I'd be up sure. all night. Yeah, I have a hard time falling asleep as yeah. it is. So, any type of sleep that I can get, like I'm not gonna wake myself up no in in five hours from whenever I go to bed, but right. if you're really into this and you want to try it then then that's a, that is something that you can you can you can do. Let me know how that goes. be fucking grumpy in the morning um another technique is called um mnemonic induction of lucid dreams and that is making an intention to remember what you are dreaming so whenever you're going to bed or whenever you're trying to fall asleep the first thing that you should do is start to think of a of a recent dream as you are falling to sleep and then identify a dream sign and that's something irregular in your dream like flying or Breathing underwater, if you're <laughs> me. <laughs> um, then think about returning to the dream and um, acknowledging a dream sign that only happens. So flying, mm-hmm. breathing underwater. And then tell yourself the next time I dream, I want to remember what I'm dreaming. And recite that phrase in your head. The only thing that I see wrong with this is that um i've i've not done this particular thing before but if i get into a loop of thinking about something i can't fall asleep oh yeah hell no i'm gonna be up yeah and and i wake myself up thinking about like if i'm excited about something or if i'm worried about something i'm gonna i'm gonna wake myself up so i guess it just (laughs) depends on how (laughs) like we um,
0: fucking break out of our sleep
1: (laughs) <laughs> i know to right think about something do you God know damn how it. crazy we are it's awful no i do that I'm all like, the time that back up. You i feel so <laughs> i know i feel so guilty like dr- like having a glass of wine some nights and i wake up in the middle of the night i'm like i'm not gonna ever drink again <laughs> and i just think to myself i gotta exercise i gotta eat right i gotta start taking <laughs> care of myself man and then, and then I have a really, and then I like make plans, and I'm like, all right, tomorrow, I'm gonna eat a vegetable, <laughs> and get on the treadmill, and, <laughs> like, and that's from one glass yeah. of wine. Dun dun dun. I know, <laughs> I'm like tomorrow's a new day, new me, 2021. <laughs>
0: I break out of my sleep to think, like, do you remember that time in first grade when you stole that little girl's paper? Bless. (laughs) Lindsay, say you're sorry right now. Oh, man. No. Okay. (laughs) No, it wasn't only one time. It was a scheme that I had going on for quite a while.
1: We're going to make this a whole new show. Lindsay's scheme in first grade <laughs> there
0: was one project i hated doing we every day we would have like these all these stations you had to go to and one of the stations mm-hmm. i hated so i would erase the little girl's name and put my <laughs> name on top and then finally the teacher was like who keeps stealing hers and they basically narrowed it down to me and i was like we'll never know <laughs> <laughs> no of course it wasn't me Oh Leanne. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Leanne.
1: <laughs> Hopefully you won't be woken in the middle of the night about that ever again. Oh yeah. I'm sorry about that. <clears throat> that was <clears throat> I was a troubled
0: child.
1: <laughs> Go on. So another thing that you can do, and I kinda mm-hmm. wish that I could do this is to keep a dream journal. And this helps you to remember your dreams and helps you to remember to recognize dream signs and enhance your awareness in dreams. So mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do is as soon as you wake up, you need to start writing about them. And it doesn't have to make sense. Obviously, dreams don't necessarily make sense. It doesn't have to go in any order. You can just write down what you remember. But that's also yeah. supposed to stimulate your mind to recall what you were what you were dreaming about. Um <clears throat> And then the last part is called wake initiated. Whew, that was hard for some reason. Wake Ooh. initiated lucid dreaming, and that happens when you are, um, whenever you directly enter a dream from waking life, and it helps your mind to stay conscious. So I I feel like I do this a lot, anyways. Um, but you start to have like those hypnagogic hallucinations, and it's where you you know that you're dreaming. This is something that happens to me quite a bit is that I'll have a, I know that I'm falling asleep and I know that I'm dreaming, but my dream is like I'm running. And then all of a sudden I trip and Mm -hmm. I fall Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I wake up with a jolt, even though I know that I'm not, I'm not dreaming. And so, yeah. yeah. So those are supposed to help you um, with lucid dreaming. And that makes sense too because if if you're having those hallucinations or you're starting to experience a dream, you know that whatever you're experiencing isn't real, or at least yeah. it's not ex- it's not real to your physical body at that one moment. But you feel yourself trip and you feel like you're about to die, and so yeah. you jolt open awake. Um, yeah, so you're just supposed to lay down and relax until you experience these things, and that's it. And then I guess you you wake up, and then you acknowledge that, and then you try to go back to sleep. There wasn't a whole lot after that, so. I always Or wanted maybe I to, just decided to, to stop the... writing. I don't know.
0: Oh. I always wanted to go do ahead. the dream journal, but... Every time I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. And I wake up and I'm like, damn, dream journal. I'm like, I'll remember. And I go back to sleep and I wake up and I'm like, fuck.
1: Yeah. Did that make any sense? It makes perfect sense. I don't oh, okay. have the will to do that. I oh, can't. No. I just. No. I, I love up, sleep though. so much.
0: I know.
1: Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love it. You know, another thing that you could maybe do is, but this might keep you up a little bit longer, is to record them vocally. So like Mm -hmm. have that record app on your phone and then just speak into it instead of writing it down. But of course, it's going to wake up whoever's sleeping next to Mm -hmm. you. Not you, because there's only one person and plus your animals are sleeping next to you, but you as a collective that is listening to us right now, the whole 120 of you yeah and also shout out for real to like the first 20 people that listen to our show in the first 24 hours oh, shit. i love you guys so much yeah because i will man. refresh that and i'm like 20 people it's been one hour and i'm so That's what happy I all make I'm me like, so we happy we've blown up i'm like <laughs> we've
0: blown up we're about to go like we're worldwide. viral oh, we're viral I mean, yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, like I'm we're like, famous. I'm, gonna quit my I'm like, I have
0: everything written up, <laughs> just gotta hit enter and send it. 20 people <laughs> in an hour. I'm like, that's amazing. Fucking yeah, Logan, we love y'all. 20 million.
1: <laughs> I know and they're like waiting second. on the edge of their seats, and then somebody gets a notice like, well, I've got nothing else to do, we might as well listen. We Wait. appreciate you, Charlie, thanks, guys, and her family.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. well I guess that's
1: the show I don't have anything else to say I know. yeah I mean, that's it we did <laughs> it alright
0: guys so um, if you would like for us to share your story with everyone um, you know send it to us at I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com and we'll be happy to share your story um, and thank you to everybody who does
1: Mm-hmm. and rate right? and review us and if you give us a nice review please give us a nice review mm-hmm. that was off that was off yeah. um, if you give us a review please give us a nice review and take a snapshot of it and send it to our email address with your mailing address and we will mail you some stickers and that's it for now until next week we believe you yeah Bye. bye <laughs>